0: Shalom, shalom, and welcome. It's Kenny Russell, bulldozer of Faith, Living Life in the Spirit. We've had to restart our stream, had problems here with the internet, so I apologize about that. If you're just tuning in, just give us a shout out, let us know where you're watching from. Uh, I know we had a few people that were on the previous feed, um, but anyway, we've got the new feed started. I know we've got B just saying a shalom, hello to you, welcome, thanks for joining with us. If you're just tuning in, give us a shout out. If you're on YouTube, or on Facebook, that's great. Uh, We're going to get started tonight. We're going to be talking about proclaiming the future reality. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. Okay, I hope that our feed is going to work properly and uh, it's all going to be good. So that's our goal right now. So Yogi's with us as well. If anyone else is joining in, just let us know. Anyway, we're just going to take time to pray right now and we will start and we're going to press into the word and our time together. Hallelujah. Father, I want to thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessings of Sukkot. Thank you that we can come together in your presence to proclaim your name. That your promises are yes and amen. And Father, as we take time to press in in the word, our desire is to see your kingdom come and your will done. We break the assignments of the enemy over our lives, over our nations. And we ask, Father, for the the latter rain, for an outpouring of your spirit, Father, that you will do a mighty work within this day we are living. And even in the midst of this pandemic, Father, we just just want to declare that we are going to walk in your ways and follow you. We ask you to guide us through all the lies, all the deceptions, so that we can live in accordance with your will and purpose. And right now we lift up two people who are in hospital with COVID. We've got Jerry in the UK. We just proclaim supernatural healing that by the stripes of Yeshua, he is healed right now in Yeshua's name. His oxygen levels will go up and uh, the uh, inflammation in his lungs will go down. And we speak blessing over him, healing over him right now. Also, Barbara McGinnis in Pennsylvania, keep her in prayer. In hospital with COVID as well, we speak supernatural healing over her. And we thank you, Father, for the victory in Messiah. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by the Ruach HaKodesh. It's by his spirit. And that's what we stand on. We stand on not our ways, but on his ways. So, Father, we give you glory today in Yeshua's name. Amen. All right. Well, look, we're outside here tonight in our village up in the western Galilee. So it's a Thursday night here just after the feast. So you don't know uh, what's going to happen here. You might hear a lot of noise in the background with all the young people. They might start karaoke. Who knows what's going to happen? But we're going to press on anyway. I see we've got Lola with us. Good to See you blessings. We've got Deb with us as well. We've also got Gerda with us uh, as well in Europe. Good to see you, hallelujah! All right, so you know, I love Sukkot. What do I love about Sukkot? I love that this is the time where we recognize that Yeshua tabernacled amongst us. You know, if you like celebrating the birth of Yeshua and you you like to have uh, carols and uh, do all that type of stuff, then you can do it at this time of the year. You don't uh, wait until uh, December the 25th, which is not Yeshua's uh, birthday. He was born at the beginning of Sukkot. And on the 8th day, that's the day where they name the children on the 8th day. And this would be the day Yeshua's name was proclaimed uh, uh, out loud to the family and to those at the temple as well. It would be a proclamation of his name that Yeshua is born that uh, he has named, he is proclaimed. And we're called to proclaim his name, not just during Sukkot or the last great day, but we're called to proclaim his name on an ongoing basis. So I love the spring feast because we see where Yeshua, uh, the, the fall feast, because we see Yeshua, how he has operated within these feasts, in his first coming but we also see in the second coming as well so you know in the first coming we will look at the atoning sacrifice that he made for us but it's not just about our personal atonement it's the atonement for the nations And during Sukkot, those 70 bulls that were sacrificed uh, basically to stand in the gap and to seek forgiveness for the nations. So at this time of year, at the fall feast, what are we doing? We're saying, Father, we're not just going to rejoice at what you're doing in my life. But Father, may your glory be revealed to this generation. May we see the kingdom of Yehovah manifest on the earth. That's our proclamation, that he will be glorified. And that's what uh, this eighth day is all about. And I want to open with a scripture of uh, some words that Yeshua Uh, shared um, at the feast, this feast, uh, when he was walking the earth. And uh, it's found in uh, John chapter 7. Um, and I just want to read this out John chapter 7 verse 37 and it says on the last great day of the feast now it's interesting because some people have all different types of theology and doctrines over this saying oh no it's the last day of the feast so that means it's the seventh day it's not the eighth day Um, and they see the eighth day as a separate feast well I'm not going to get into any of those types of arguments because I just believe that um, on this eighth day. It was such an important time uh, at the temple on what took place and what Yeshua did because for seven days they brought up the water and they poured the water on the altar and on the eighth day they didn't do that but this was the day that Yeshua made a declaration before everyone that was there. So, it's the last great day of the feast. Yeshua stood and said in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and and drink whoever believes in me as the scripture has said streams of living water will flow from within him if anyone is thirsty let him come to me and drink and what's he talking about he's talking about come and receive not just salvation but come and receive the empowerment of the Spirit. Come, follow me. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, you know, he's not just standing on his own word, he's standing on the Torah, on the Scriptures. He says, if you uh, believe in me, you're doing this because this is what the Scripture says. Streams of living water will flow from within him, we want to partake in the presence of Yehovah, and we've got to get to that place where we are yielding in the spirit, that we are yielding in His presence, so that we can see His fullness manifest within our lives. Many people want to uh, live out their spiritual life in the flesh, and what I mean by that is they have all the right words, and the you know they they do all the right type of things but they are setting up their own personal destiny and what the father wants us to do he wants us to yield to him so that we can see heaven move we can see the agenda of heaven manifest within our life and you know this is the reason why i want to talk about proclaiming the future reality there is a greater outpouring coming and when this outpouring comes, it's going to be far greater than anything you can ever imagine. It's going to be far bigger than any revival, anything you've ever seen. And we go to the book of Revelation and we see the 144,000. What's the point of these 12,000 from each tribes? The point is that they go out as evangelists and proclaim the name of Yehovah, that this is the day of salvation. This is time to receive in the presence of Yehovah. There's that greater outpour of the Spirit. Now, you listen to so many people today that have taken so much of the Christian doctrine on uh, instead of a Torah doctrine or, you know, a, a kingdom, a gospel of the kingdom doctrine. And what do they end up doing? They get the timing of the end times all screwed up. It's totally messed up. Why? Because what did the Christians want to do? Get the Jews back to the land of Israel. Once you've got them back to the land of Israel, then the Messiah can come. And that was their agenda. But the problem is, it doesn't say within the scripture that the Jews have to come back. It says the whole house of Israel has to return. There has to be a work that takes place by the Spirit. We know there's a highway that's going to be raised up that will become visible for all to see. We know that there's going to be such an outpouring of the manifestation of the power of the Spirit. And, you know, we're living in a time where so many people are being confused with these false end-time teachings of, you know, just get ready, pre-trib rapture, we're going to get raptured out of here just any second. Look how bad the world is. Well, let me tell you something. We've seen the world bad in many generations. And sometimes when we look at how bad the world is to today, and you compare it to other days and other times of war, and, you know, what people have gone through in so many nations, man, we are far better off right now. But I'm not just trying to make an excuse of, what it is like living in today's world versus, you know, yesteryear. You know, we know things are very different. We know that living in this time is not an easy time to be alive. But if we have a false doctrine concerning the end times, we're going to miss it. There's so many promises that Yeshua has to fulfill. And when you study the Tanakh from the basis of the house of Israel's return, And that can be from the dry bones rising up. uh, Ezekiel chapter 37, the two sticks becoming one in his hand. I will make you one nation in the land of Israel. You will never again be divided. You will never again be scattered. Hallelujah. Well, that's not what we see here in the land of Israel right now. That's not what we're witnessing. And I want to show you that through uh, the book of Deuteronomy. And that's where I've spent most of my time for this last week. Uh, I've just been pressing in in the book of Deuteronomy and, and enjoying my time there. And, you know, I just want to leave you with food for thought to think about the days in which we are living. Because if you get stressed out in the wrong timing... If you think the whole world's going to come to an end in you know, the next you know, 12, 24 months, look, we could see an acceleration of the promises of Yahovah, but I want to look at biblical prophecy concerning the times. And that there's so much concerning Israel that needs to be fulfilled. And as we just read in Deuteronomy chapter 11, there's some key things I want to pull out of here for you to hear because I want to align my life for the latter rain. And I believe that we should be experiencing the former rain and the latter rain each year. We should be in that place where we are celebrating. You know what, Father? I'm pressing in in your presence. I'm walking in your ways. I want to see the fullness. I want to see the fruitfulness of you within my life, within my family, and within our community. I want to see your glory manifest And I'm waiting to see the work of the Father in the land of Israel. I'm waiting that we will change from being a place that is anti-Messiah. And this nation, you know, modern day Zionism is against the Messiah. It's not for the Messiah. So how are we going to turn that around? We need to see that latter rain. We need to see that outpouring of the Spirit. I believe we're not just going to see a revival, but we're going to see revivals hit so many parts of the world it's going to be incredible and when the Ruach HaKodesh pours out here In this land, in the land of Israel, it's going to be so powerful that the entire world will have to stand to attention at what the the greatness of a mighty God is doing here in the land of Israel. So let's just read from Deuteronomy chapter 11. If you've got your Bibles there, turn with me. Um, These are important scriptures. It says, love Yehovah your Elohim and keep his requirements and decrees, his law and his commands always. Remember uh, today that your children were not the ones who saw and experienced the discipline of Yehovah, your Elohim, his majesty, his, might, uh, his mighty hand and outstretched arm. The signs he performed and the things he did in the heart of Egypt, both to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to the whole country, what he did to the Egyptian army, to its horses and chariots, and how he overwhelmed them with the waters of the Red Sea, as they were punishing you, and how Yehovah brought lasting ruin on them. It is not uh, your children who saw what he did, Uh, for you in the desert until you arrived in this place. I want to pause here for one second. I want you to recognize what's happening. You had a people who were brought out, and we we are called to come out of the world. They were coming out of Egypt. There was the manifestation of the kingdom. And this is where we see some of the greatest, well, the greatest um, declaration of, of of the spiritual work of God. We see the kingdom manifest on earth. So, if people are saying, "Well, you know, I don't need to follow the Torah," The law done away with. I'm just under grace. Let me tell you something. You go back to the Torah and start reading the mighty acts of God and what he did in those days and within these writings. It's amazing. And here is Moses, Moshe in Deuteronomy. What's he doing? He's addressing the next generation. And guess what? He was a generation that was not passing on. They weren't passing on the blessings, you know. They they were moaning and complaining. They were they were cursed because of their actions. They were disqualified. You're not going to enter the land. So, they had to bring up the next generation as a bunch of stiffnecks, and, you know, they weren't giving them that firsthand example. And even though, you know, as we go on here, we'll, we'll see, you know, what they observed, but did they see the outstretched hand of a mighty God dealing with the enemy? No, they just saw how the Father was giving them mammon, making their clothes grow, giving them health and strength, protection, pillar of cloud by day fire by night. They witnessed all those things. But, you know, we have an opportunity here today that we can bring the manifestation of the kingdom of Yehovah to this generation. Do, you know, do we believe that we're a people of obedience that can stand up and proclaim His word to this generation? That's where we've got to be at. So let's just go back and read here. We're in verse uh, 5. It was not your children who saw what they did for you in the desert until you arrived at this place. And what he did to Daphne and Abram, sons of Elab, um, the Reubenite, When the earth opened its mouth right in the middle of all Israel and swallowed them up with their households, their tents, and everything living, every living thing that belonged to them. Verse 7. But it was your own eyes that saw all these great things, Yehovah. Has done. They saw it with their own eyes. Observe, therefore, all the commands I am giving you today, so that you may have the strength to go in and take over the land that you are crossing the Jordan to. Pros- pro- um, <laughs> you're crossing the Jordan to possess. So you know, observe the commands. Stand on the promises. Recognize that our obedience, walking in obedience, is vitally important for our faith journey. You know, you can't fake it till you make it. You've got to make a decision. Am I going to walk in the ways of Yahovah? Am I going to proclaim the ways of Yahovah? And when you do that, you will see the victory. And you know, I've got a text message from Jerry uh, when he went into hospital, you know, it's over a week ago now. Uh, you know and I was just sitting i'm praying I was sending scriptures to him and he just sends me a text back and he says you know I'm faithful so because of my faithfulness and obeying his commands I'm standing in a good place of deliverance of Yehovah and he will see him through he will protect the faithful he will make a way hallelujah verse 8 observe therefore all the commandments I give you today so that you may have the strength to go in and take over the land that you're crossing the Jordan to possess. You need the strength of Yehovah. And how do we get strength? By being in his presence, but not just receiving his word, but applying his word to our lives. So as we step out of our homes during Sukkot, and we come into our temporary dwellings, what are we saying? We're saying, Father, we thank you for everything you've blessed me with. Thank you for the provision. Thank you for a roof over my head, for all those things. I step out of that which is secure, (laughs) you know, with security, and I go into that which is open, and I know that you are my security, that you are my caretaker now why did he want to uh, to have the people go in tabernacles and in booths because he wanted to tabernacle with us it's all about relationship it's not about religion and some people think you know if you're going to do things like the feast that's just so religious that's judaism no it's not judaism it's biblical and as we do it we come to that place to recognize Not just that Yeshua tabernacled amongst us, but the Father is saying this. Your body is the temple of the Ruach HaKodesh. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I want to dwell in you. I want to dwell with you you know, what a blessing to think about it. So we're not just getting in the tabernacle trying to have that moment because we've just gone through Yom Kippur, we've gone through Day of Atonement and what have we recognized with that? The high priest was the only one who entered in but the curtain into the Holy of Holies was torn because of the death and resurrection of our Messiah. Well, his death caused the curtain to be torn and we have the ability to enter in to the presence of Yahovah. So we want to have clean hearts and clean hands that we can enter into the presence. Observe therefore all the commands I am giving you today. There's a blessing in walking in his commands. There's a blessing in doing what he has called us to do. Verse 9, And so that you may live long in the land that Yahweh swore to your forefathers to give you and to give to your descendants. A land flowing with milk and honey. There's going to be You know, it's a mammoth task to go from Egypt to enter into the land. You've got to be in that wilderness and you've got to get Egypt out of you. This is why we have to meditate on the word day and night so that Egypt is out of us that we can enter in. And my encouragement to you is that you will pay the price and say, Father, I want to experience the fullness of what it truly means to be in your presence. I want to experience the fullness of what it truly means to enter in. I proclaim that I will walk in the land. I will own the land. And it will be the land. Flowing with milk and honey. This is my inheritance in Messiah. Hallelujah. Verse 10. The land you are entering to take over is not like the land of Egypt. Now this is very interesting what's about to be said here. You know, so take notes of what's going on here in 10, 11, and 12. This is very important. You know, uh, it says here, uh, The land of Egypt from which you have come, where you planted your seed and irrigated it by, uh, by foot as in in the vegetable garden. So what happened? You irrigated it. So what did they do in Egypt? They were specialists in irrigation. But there's something powerful about the feast time. What do we do at these feast times? We're asking for the Father to bring His rain. Father, let, if you don't come up to Sukkot, to Jerusalem, you know, uh, it, you know, even in the millennial time, if you don't come up to Jerusalem, it will not rain in your land. What does that mean? You will not experience the blessings. You will die. We need the rain. But in Egypt, what did they do? It was man-made irrigation that was taking place. You irrigate by foot for the in your vegetable garden. But the land you're crossing the Jordan to take possession of is the land of mountains and valleys, Um That drinks rain from heaven. Now, this is interesting because what's it saying? That when you come into the land of Israel, you're not going to have to do irrigation like you did in Egypt. You're going to see the rain from heaven. And this is not just spiritual, this is natural. And what's Israel very good at in the natural today? We're very good at irrigation. We've got irrigation systems that are sold all over the world, technology that is used all over the world. And this is not what it's talking about here in Deuteronomy chapter 11. When you come into the land, it's going to be irrigated from heaven, not by man. You're going to see the rain from heaven. Verse 12, It is a land Yehovah your Elohim cares for. The eyes of Yehovah your Elohim are continually on it from beginning of the year to the end. So if you faithfully obey the commands I'm giving you today to love Yehovah your Elohim and to serve Him with all of your heart with all of your soul, Then I will send rain on your land in its seasons, both autumn and spring rains, so that you may gather in your grain new wine and oil. I will provide grass for the fields for your cattle, and you will eat and be satisfied. Hallelujah. Look at what we're seeing here. The act of obedience will bring forth the blessing. And I just want to proclaim it's time for the rain of Yehovah. We need the Geshen, as we say in Israel. We need that outpouring of the Spirit. And what did Yeshua say in uh, John chapter 7? You know, come to me and receive living water from me. You know, you don't need the water that man is going to pick up and pour upon the altar. You don't need the water that man is going to have to go and get in buckets. But you need the outpouring of the Ruach HaKodesh. You need the outpouring of the Spirit within your life. Don't live your life without the Spirit. Don't live your life without walking in the ways of Yahovah. You might be watching right now thinking, you know, I'm struggling in different parts of my life. Uh, things are not easy and, you know, just asking the Father to make a way. You might be in a place saying, why is it I feel like my prayers are just falling to the ground? Why am I not seeing the blessings and the promises of Yahovah?" And I want to share a scripture with you. in James chapter 5, um, which I was meditating on this morning, it says this, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of Yehovah. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until he receives the early and latter rains. And I want to encourage you, don't be immature on how you walk with Yehovah. Recognize the seasons. Recognize the process and the steps that he has to take for you to enter into his fullness. We need not just the latter rain on the the last great day, the the great days we see in Revelation, but we need the latter rain every year. We need the source of heaven so that we can function today. I always see this time of year, as I look back over the years, When it comes to the end of the Fall Feast, it's the biggest time of breakthrough that we witness in the ministry. It's the biggest time of breakthrough that we see within our personal lives. You know, listen, when you're under so much attack and there's so much going on, it's nice to come to that place to see the latter rain and the breakthrough. And what's that latter rain? That double portion you know, we've had the whole summer where it's so dry, and now it's time for the double portion. It's time for the land of your heart to be saturated. It's time for you to receive like you've never received. And I want to encourage you, get your hearts ready. And I believe that your hearts have been ready through this uh, this week, this eight days feasting uh, time. But, you know, let's not just stop at the end of this Uh, eighth day, but let us press forward, proclaiming the fruitfulness of a mighty God. Father, I thank you for that latter rain, and I just want to proclaim the latter rain over your life, that double portion of the Ruach HaKodesh, the spur of God over your life, that you will be equipped and be empowered in the name of Yeshua, to make a difference. It's time for us to rise up and be everything that the Father has called us to be. We speak supernatural release financially, Father, spiritually, every area of our lives, within our marriages, within our families. Father, bring forth blessings. I speak forth divine appointments and holy assignments. In this, in this double portion anointing, this double portion, this latter reign I proclaims, supernatural healing let this be the greatest day of the outpouring of the spirit that brings forth the healing power of Yeshua by his stripes we are healed so come on rise up right now and you can pray right where you are just speak out out loud what do you need to proclaim in the presence of Yahovah? you know we cancel the assignments of the enemy All the areas where the enemy's trying to make it dry, we say, no, let it rain. Let the Holy Spirit soak us, empower us through this time so that we can see his kingdom come and his will done. We stand upon the promises. We know who you are, Father. We know that you are faithful, and that's why we are patient until the coming of Yahovah. So he's not coming back right now. He's not maybe he won't come back next year. But you don't have to be despondent. Why? Because we are going to see fruitfulness between here and the coming of Yahovah. We wait like the farmer waits. We recognize that there is a season for the harvest. And it's time, it's time as you're listening or watching right now if you're on podcast or or on one of the feeds live feeds here just receive right now what the father has for you father we we just proclaim that we have eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts that understand we don't want to be those that are ever seeing but cannot see ever hearing but cannot hear but we want to be those that are found in your presence So receive this word today and be encouraged of that. Double portion of His Spirit within your life. Receive the blessings of what the Father has for you, and I believe you're going to see incredible testimonies and miracles. And we just uh, we just proclaim that this is the day of the miracles. And we've got our newsletter coming out in the next couple of days, and I'm looking forward to to having that uh, go out. But share your testimony. What's the Holy Spirit being sent to you? Send your testimonies into us. You can do that by going to buildthoseoffaith.com. Uh, you can see the contact section and drop your testimony in there. Or you can email me, kenny at com I'd love to hear what the Father is doing. If you're blessed and encouraged with the ministry and you want to support the work that we do, and empower us to do even greater things. You know, here's the blessing we get to all share in bringing forth his kingdom. You can go to buildthoseoffaith.com. It's forward slash give. And uh, you can make a donation in the currency of where you're watching from. And uh, we appreciate the support and for those who stand with the ministry. But let's take a, a moment to recognize. Father, I don't just want to come to the end of the feast. And just go, wow, that was great. I'm and coming and proclaiming and thank you for the latter rain. Thank you for the double portion. Thank you for that increased anointing of the Ruach HaKodesh to be equipped to be effective for your kingdom today. In Yeshua's name, Hallelujah. Well, thanks for watching. I hope you're blessed and encouraged with today's message. I encourage you, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the uh, like button there. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you get the uh, updates when we go live. If you're watching on Facebook, thanks for joining with us. Um, Just hit the the thumbs up there on Facebook and take a moment and share this with others. You know, someone needs to hear this message. Who do you know needs to? Hear this message. Let's sow the word of Yahovah into the lives of others. Until uh, Shabbat, we'll be back live on Shabbat. Until Shabbat, shalom, shalom. Hallelujah.